0: Hey, Dennis, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We haven't talked in a little bit. I think it's natural. There's been pretty dead time in the tennis world and uh, you are in Hungary. I've been in Spain There's been family celebrations and so on, I think for everyone. And yeah, Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and everything. What you're celebrating to you out there who is listening as well. But now tennis is going again and there's loads of tennis uh, United Cup. There's uh, ATP in Adelaide. Yeah, lo- lots of things going on. Uh, what have you been following and what have you been doing? yeah
1: feliz Navidad and um, and happy New year everyone uh, whoever is listening, hopefully a lot of Spanish and a lot of English uh, followers we have. Um, yeah, it has been absolutely hectic so it's mostly my 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 mistake and not yours. Uh, we've been trying to to do this podcast, but I've been running around like a headless chicken pretty much in the last few weeks, literally nonstop. so um, so yeah I've, I've been obviously following tennis as much as I could but I could hardly breathe as well because there were so many programs but yeah, it has been an interesting one the United Cup seems like a really, really decent um, um, I would say follow-up for the Hopman Cup but to be fair it is, uh, yeah so I mean, it is competitive I can, I can definitely see like yesterday there was the Nori-Fritz match and it has been absolutely lights out and Nori uh, came out guns blazing he beat Nadal, now he beat Fritz so um, he's playing like a true top tenor. And um, to be fair, it's no exhibition whatsoever. I mean, you you do get the ranking points, I know that, but it's still like a mixed championship, but it, it and that's why when we talked about it, that um, you know, tennis players, even individual tennis players, do you like to play in team uh, competitions. Now you can actually see why. And they just play for each other. They do play like so. I still don't really. I cannot really get my head around the the format because it's just so weird that they have to play all five matches, and it, it's on multiple days, so they don't do it the same day. So I, I'm I'm not. I'm, to be fair, I wasn't really following it that closely, but I've been I've been checking out highlights. I've been trying to to catch some matches, and it has been really high quality. And we will talk about Nadal's issues because obviously Rafa uh, comes into the uh, Australian Open as one. Supposedly one of the favorites, but he doesn't really play like it.
0: No, what's uh, what's been going on there? I haven't watched much. I have kept, uh, yeah, I watched uh, highlights, of course, but uh, not so much live action. Kept my eye on Adelaide, uh, which is uh, going, and we have Djokovic in action. He's back in Australia, and uh, people seem to be fine with that. He actually had a tough one against Quentin Halis uh, from France. So we, we had to win in two tiebreak sets to our match today when we're talking, and uh, but we have a lot of good players in action right now as we're speaking It's Sinner and Kokinakis, and Kokinakis, as you might know, they, he won he won this tournament last year, whether it was Adelaide 1 or 2, they have this 1 or 2 system, in which seems a little bit interesting, but a lot of tennis in Australia, as you said, so, so fill me in, what, what's up with Nadal's serve, I've seen his scores, uh, they've not been super positive, but I just thought it was like a lack of match practice, and, and just like after New Year.
1: So it has been interesting to A couple of things. Um, one is is that his ball toss isn't isn't as as high as it as it was, and they changed it because of his abdominal uh, tear. Um, and and because of that, he cannot really go under the ball that much, um, and it's not as not as fast, not as strong, not as good as it was. And the other thing is that his abdominal isn't. I don't think he can a hundred percent trust his abdominal uh, muscle. the good news is that he he wins the first sets. And that's what we talked about with with my friends here. I've got a lot of uh, tennis friends here, and I played uh, a really high quality paddle and and they pretty much put me in my place. but that's that's for another story as well. But to be fair with with Nadal, uh, it it seems like and it feels a bit like um he really needs to practice a bit more. But in the meantime, obviously he had a lot of other things on his mind. You know, his kid was born and, and, and he's launching a new uh, perfume brand, as we all know. And, you know, all these bits and bobs, I think he couldn't really focus that much as like the, the Rafa Nadal we know could. And he's not getting younger. He's 36. So, but, you know, in the meantime, we, we do see Djokovic who's 35 and he's, he's flying like a, like a kite, but but to be fair, I mean, I, I wanted to talk about Djokovic as well because uh, that was that was an interesting one. Uh, Indian Wells and Miami, they both announced, like the United States announced that they're fearing some sort of uh, version of the COVID, um, and and because of that, Djokovic cannot travel into the United States. Like they're trying everything to to keep him out, which is. Um, Look, it's emotional for him to be back in Australia. Obviously, it's his favorite uh, surface. It's his favorite setting, um, and he's going to win this tournament. And I'm pretty sure that he's going to win the Aussie Open. And he's going to be on um, 22. Um, if I would have to, if I would have to bet on anyone, it would be obviously Djokovic. Now, uh, we're going to talk about it next week uh, before the the um, the Aussie Open starts. And and we wanted to do like you know we had these grand plans. You and I, we we're going to talk about like, you know, uh, bold predictions and whatnot, but then uh, life came in the way. So we, we we couldn't really do it. I mean, you were, you were pretty active. So I wasn't, I wasn't jumping on your back at least. So you, 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 you could do your own stuff, but yeah. So it, it's interesting that the goats are, are trying their different ways. I, I was quite positively. I, I liked how Rafa played. I, I think he, he played really good matches. Um look, you can lose against Nori on on a on day off and and you can lose uh I'm just trying to get my head around it who beat him. Oh, it was uh Deminor. So you can lose to these two guys. Uh and against Deminor it was a final set seven five. So it was down to the wire. So you know, I'm I'm not so I wouldn't really call an emergency meeting if I was Rafa. Uh his team his team changed a bit and and we all know how superstitious he is. So I don't really know how that affected him. Um I still believe that he can have a, a deep run in the Aussie. Maybe he won't win it. Um, I don't really see Rafa winning it, but you never know with, with them, right? So, you know, he's, as I'm saying, now retirement always comes in in every presser, what he does. And he also had this, um, this press conference where he was saying that, look, I, I'm, I just want to play tennis. I don't care about retirement. Whenever I will be thinking about retirement, you guys will know about it. So... Yeah, it's um, look. I'm 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 a massive Rafa fan, as everyone knows, but I feel a bit insecure about his uh, 2023.
0: Yeah, well, the start is important, but we I mean, who knows when he has this kind of letdown? He comes back firing in in a slam because the slams are what matters to these guys in the end. I think even uh, you know over ATPs and United Cups and and whatnot, and that's just warm up in, in most cases. I mean, they want to want to chase the slams, so. We'll see how he plays. I, I don't see him winning either. I think this start was slightly ominous, although it can mean nothing, but it, it doesn't look like a super great when, you, when you're a Rafa fan for you, exact, for example. Uh, Djokovic seems pretty solid and nothing spectacular. I mean, he won two straight set matches, not easy in the second one, but generally he loves it and he's going to get better, I think, as, as the tournament progresses. Uh, we had also Alcaraz uh, playing some exhibitions before the season started and he was pretty bad I guess he lost two matches uh so uh, and he didn't play here in the United Cup do you know anything about Alcaraz what's going on there in in, because I think there's some there's some worries that he won't have the best season this year compared to the stellar performance he had last year
1: yeah I mean you know uh, like again with I think with Alcaraz it will it will um it will be a lot tougher than than chasing world number one than than keeping world number one. So, you know, it, it will show his character, definitely. So I, I think what he does is that he's such a cool kid. Um, he's 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 a good player. Um, he's he he has this power of tennis. Um who I'm most impressed with over the uh the offseason and and whatnot is Rune. So I think Rune will be really, really good. I I could even as a dark horse, I could even pick him for the Aussie. Uh, I know he's young, but you know he's he, he's he's super talented. He's unbelievable. I mean, now he's top ten, so he will have a good draw. Um, possibly, he will be facing one of the big guns in the last eight, not really before that. And you never know. You cannot really bet against him. But back to Akraz. Look, um, he had this uh, pretty nasty injury, so um, uh, it's also it's also a tough one. Uh, he seems like he's coming back. He's not really playing United Cup, which I don't really know why that is happening. I think they wanted to just play maybe one week before the Aussie. Uh, I think Ferrero knows what he's doing, so so he will be setting up um, uh, the um, the calendar for for Alcaraz pretty well. But it, it is it, like, look, I, I mean, after literally two weeks off or three weeks off, the whole. Um, calendar just like the whole tour just just kicked into like fifth year so it wasn't he wasn't really doing uh anything else apart from uh um like you know mucking around and and having photo shoots and i don't know mold and then all of a sudden there's like eight tournaments going on because it's not just uh, the atp it's also the challenger uh, uh circuit as well like they are pretty good players are playing on on the challenger tour as well so um I do think it's a bit too early for Akaraz. That's that's my my thinking process. I think it's look. He's a superhuman. We've all seen it. Like he he uh, he was literally hitting tennis balls after a month after his tear or whatever that was. I think he had he also had an abdominal tear or something like that. Yeah, I, I think, think he, or-
0: the elbow has been the the biggest theme, but I think yeah, he had an abdominal tear as well. Uh, so some injuries early on. I mean, they're extremely physical players, both Rafa and and Alcaraz. So they, they push everything into every rally. And I think, especially Rafa when he was younger and you see that injuries come a little bit easier than you have players like Federer or even Djokovic who's been pretty injury free, I would say, compared to, to some other players. Uh, Interesting to follow some of the, the start of the ATP, the regular ATP tournaments Um, in the United Cup before we, we move on from that. I mean, it's, it's, Weird with tournaments that have no history. I always find them a little bit hard to follow because it's like you don't know if it's going to be one-off or if it's like what, what's the stakes here, you know, Um, which has been the feeling of the, of the United Cup with the ATP Cup disappearing and so on. Um, So Poland versus USA today in the semifinals and Greece versus Italy. So those are the teams. And Greece uh, having Sitsipas and Sakkari, a very strong team, for example. And um, Svantec is playing really well as well for Poland. Uh, with Hurkacz. So, yeah, they're going to be hard-fought semifinals that's coming up. But on the ATP side, we've seen some uh, interesting uh, losses, I would say. I mean, it's always tough in the beginning of the year, but we had Rune, for example, he lost to Nishioka first round. I mean, not a disaster. Nishioka is always dangerous, especially if you underestimate him a, b- a bit. Ojer Aliasim, who had his the best year ever last year, he lost to Poprin. Popperin is in great form. It seems like he's won two matches. So moving on through the the draw. So those two were a bit surprising. Andy Murray's loss to Sebastian Corda wasn't that surprising. I think I think Corda will be a tough one this year. Uh, he looked good last year, then had some issues. I think, and then now he's back in in business. Kyle Edmund is back playing, which I haven't seen in a long time. Right? Did he start playing last year, or what was was happening? He's been injured for ages.
1: Uh, he he played a few tournaments. I've seen him live in Wimbledon. Uh, he played um, a mixed doubles, and and he uh, personal opinion that I never really rated him that much. He has a good forehand. He has a good serve. His backhand is not top level. Definitely isn't. Um, so I I don't think he will be. A problem for for these top guys now he he was in sort of in in limbo in many ways in terms of uh, when he came on tour uh there was quite a big big gap between the goats and and the followers and because of that he could he could get into this top 20 top 30 he he played even a semi i think in in uh down under i think it was so he had a re- he had good results but I just cannot really see. I mean, he had a nasty injury. He was out for like two years or something. So, you know, it, it's, it's just so tough to come back. We can see, we, we talked about it um, off air uh, about Puyi as well, who is a top 10 player and he's struggling with the challengers as well. And he's back with his uh, Prince uh, tour, which he said, Oh, I already know. And I was like, how do you know that? But you know, that's, that's why you're the tennis nerd. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I think Edmund Look, I think if he gets a, a a reasonable draw, he can he can win a few matches, but it's going to be really really tough for him. Um, yeah. And about the res- sorry uh, about the results everywhere else. Um, these these first round results don't really mean much. I think for Djokovic it does mean, so he he has a point to prove. But for Rafa, for Rune, for Alcaraz, it doesn't really matter what they do. They will be concentrating on obviously the Slam. And uh, with that in mind, um, I don't like. For example, it was great to see Vavrinka back. He, he is with Norman, which will be a really really interesting pairing. And you know, if if um, I, the only problem with Vavrinka is that he's not going to have the uh, the physical attributes to to challenge these guys. He he still has the shots. Obviously, he still has uh, you know unbelievable one or two sets uh, against the very best as well. But I think all in all, he's he's not going to be able to compete with the with the guys now. Um, I, again, it's not really a bold prediction, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be Vavrinka's last year. I have a gut feeling that this will be Rafa's last year. Um, I'm obviously not 100 percent sure, but I think now that that Roger retired, he has one more year to prove that he's he's the goat. And and he wants to be the undisputed GOAT. Although when we say this, obviously, you know, we have Djokovic who who, who doesn't look like he's gonna slow down anytime soon. So uh, although if he will be playing the whole year, and it seems like apart from the States, he's gonna be playing the whole year, it's gonna be interesting for him. Although he's you know, he's a superhuman, so he's he's like the flexible non-grata. He's 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 absolutely ridiculous. And 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 with that in mind, he's uh, he's never injured. Djokovic is playing in the new Asics shoes, which look pretty stunning, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, they do look great, actually. Uh, I think that I have to uh, talk to Henrik. I haven't tried them, but I have to talk to Henrik and ask him about those. I actually got some messages uh, because I produce some videos now with gear changes. There's been some sponsorship changes, uh, a lot of stuff on my YouTube channel, as you know. But uh, there was one that we talked about it before, the Roger shoe from ON, right? The Roger Pro. And I really wanted to get my hands on one, but it, it's so hard to find because they are sold out. All the normal sizes, I would say, and uh, but I got some messages about people who tried them, and they seem to like them. But the durability seems to be a little bit of an issue. So, uh, uh, yeah, and I do get a lot of info from from the the t- fellow tennis nerds on Instagram, which is great. So that's how I know know things a lot because they like, yeah, hey, you've seen this, you've seen this. And I really like that. So that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, the, the ASICs look great. There's so many new gears, you know, it's like new pro stats, new, everything is, is new. I have 10 rackets I'm testing at the moment. Like it's a, it's a busy period also for the tennis nerds who like to try gear and stuff.
1: Absolutely. And and also um uh, you, you put out a video of Dimitrov showing his new uh, paint job and that, that pro staff looks lush. That's just unbelievable. I, I thought for a second that it looks like a blade paint job to be fair but it's a little bit more yellow it's a little bit more sort of golden than the bronze of of the blade so i mean they look lush to be fair i think the last five years let's say uh wilson had the best cosmetics in my opinion It, it has been unbelievable all the cosmetics they are coming out with and um and yeah i i am i still need to catch up with who went with what the only guy who i know and and who you put out was uh some who uh, who switched to yonex one of the hungarian guys who i'm following uh fabi morgan fabian he um fabia Moroshan, he switched to yonex from uh from um the pure arrows he was using sorry he was using aero pros actually um and and now he he won one match and he won a set against Lloyd Harris and Lloyd Harris is is now 320 in the world or 280 or something which is which was really surprising for me because he had a an a unbelievable year um like a year ago or something yeah. like that so Last 2021 year, was, was definitely yeah so so 2021 was was uh, one of his best years and 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 he beat Rafa um, when Rafa was like you know really going strong, so I don't really know what happened with Lloyd Harris. I've just seen that he he got like um he was qualifying for a challenger, so that was surprising for me because he definitely has the firepower to be. I mean, look, I think he's a top 30 player, he still has the 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 weapons to be a top 30 player. So I, I was really surprised that that um uh Fabi was was the first seed in uh Bangkok, uh, there's a challenger there. Mm-hmm. and he's playing with the uh, with the uh, E zones and uh, i don't know if it's 100 i think it's 100 actually uh, cuz he was playing with uh, the with the Aero Pro so for that you need the E zone 100 to to, uh, to somehow try to compare it do you know if, if Hachanov actually went is Hachanov playing No he's playing back now? He's back
0: at Wilson uh, Hachanov i, oh, I okay. think that okay. we will see a few that go go back uh, talking about the Yonex and Hungary you had the Panna she is gone to um, to Artengo
1: or- Artengo, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I've seen, I've seen that she was, uh, she was testing it. I didn't know if, if she actually picked it up, but now she is. I'm pretty sure Artengo uh, thought that you know Hungary is a good market, and obviously they have a few decathlons around there. So I think what, what they, the, the, the thought process was good because she's, she's lovely looking. So she's a really, really nice looking girl, um, lady. Sorry, you know, Kasakina is, is one of one of the artengo um indoors players and obviously Monfis on the men's side so they are making some waves and you said that they they are good playing records. the only problem is obviously quality control which is a shame isn't it when when you come out you you spend so much money on it you you come up with a mold uh, which which plays well and then you know the quality control is off then no one will buy it
0: yeah, I think that that's a little bit the issue. But I mean, they are like half price or even less, so I I, I can I can understand it a bit more than, for example, Wilson head whatever where where it's, the price is pretty high, like two hundred sixty euros or dollars, and uh, you still have some issues with quality control. The quality control for those brands are more like on the weight than the balance. Uh, what I noticed with the Artengo racket that I received for for test was that there was like some paint on it. It looked a little bit like less uh, thought behind it. You know, it wasn't the specs as much as it was the actual, uh, the, you know, the the finish of it or the string on it, you know. But that's a small thing. And uh, with some customization, it played really, really nice. So Artango, they're going to do more. I mean, they have a huge budget for uh, for for their um, their brand. So I think we're going to see more Artango signs in in the future and the, the, the rackets are good so it's not like they need to hide with behind something else it's it's actually good rackets so we have two tournaments ongoing which i wanted to talk about van reitthof he went to dunlop he's playing in pune in india and uh, he lost yesterday to karatsev so I, I find it pretty interesting because karatsev had a so so year last year i mean it was pretty bad and uh, we talked about lloyd harris i don't know what happened to him uh, but sometimes, I mean, the tennis tour is tough. Like you have a bad year, you drop like a rock, right? You you lose some first rounds. Your confidence is done. You, you you can't find a way to win a match. Then you have to travel to the next tournament and it's all over the same again. It must be really rough on your 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 confidence because, it, I mean, your life is tennis and suddenly you're worth nothing, right? It seems like after a great year. So uh, yeah, props if they can come back. And, and Karatsev, he's, he loves to <laughs> to play in the early start of the year like he did when he had his breakthrough, and and now he's uh, in the quarterfinals, actually of Pune against Martinez. Now Pedro Martinez, so uh, fun to see him playing well. I like Karatsev because he strikes the ball like, uh, yeah, I like big ball strikers who can hit like you know, it looks effortless, but it's it's a heavy shot.
1: Absolutely, I I, I love Karatsev. I've seen him last year, and I was so surprised on his calf. His scalp is like the the biggest of tour. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. It's like it's like my muscles. I mean, my my supposed muscles. But yeah, Karatsev is a is a is a great player, and and I would love to see him do well. And um, and he's gonna be he he's always gonna be rocking the PD fifty seven A, doesn't he? Like you know, he, he's he's never gonna go away from it. I didn't know about um, von Reishoven that he actually went with. Uh, with Dunlop, but I think it's a good um it's a good bat. He's a really exciting player. Dunlop is doing such a great job with nicking um, as many players as possible. Like we talked about Popperin, that he has a he has a great start of the of the year. He's he's playing with uh with Dunlop. Draper was playing Unbelievable. He's playing with that. And um Corda will have a good year. I think Corda is a top 20 material, definitely. And um and I'm just I'm just uh, browsing through the draw, and and I can see Djokovic is going to be playing Shapovalov, which will also be a really good match. It's a blockbuster. Uh, Shapovalov started fairly strongly. It's uh, it's not the best of starts, like he, but you know Shapovalov, he's uh, he's on and off. But at least Shapovalov now found his game, so that's that's really good news. Medvedev will be playing his good friend Hachanov, which also be. Um, a really good match um i think you know when when the three russians rublev medvedev and hachanov uh, burst burst onto the scene everyone was talking about hachanov he was the best of the bunch and then the other two like took over but hachanov still has the game like he has a massive serve he he played um, grand slam semis so he's uh, he's he's a really really good player so i think i think he he can have a breakthrough season as well once he uh, once he gets over his uh, his record issues and he then he goes back to his age twenty two or age nineteen or whatever he played with. But yeah, uh, he already went yeah, back actually. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that, that's that's why that's what I'm saying about what, what you just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mishioka is playing Popperin, so you know and Korda is waiting for the um for the uh, Sinner match so it's it's going to be interesting it's it's, it's definitely going to be something to to look out for one one more thing i think you mentioned it but i, I just found it out yesterday that Rublev has his own brand yeah um which which is uh, which is also an interesting one and Donna Vekic who i think is the most beautiful tennis player um on the women's side she is absolutely stunning in my opinion um and and she she paired up with Uomo Sports, which also a fairly interesting uh, collaboration, uh, because Uomo was only doing male stuff. Apparently, she is now with this brand, and they look really really nice. So that is that is something which which is good to see that uh, she is rocking this new brand uh, Donna Sport Internazionale. That's mm-hmm. that's the name of, of 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 the brand. She has been doing really well. So. You know, she, she's a good tennis player, but she's she is um she's like a Kore in many ways that I think she's a better tennis player and mm. yeah, it's it's tough to see. Uh because like kova was such a good player, she she won several slams and she never won a single title. And and Vekic has. And Vekic is a really good player as well. But what I can say is um is that she um Yeah, I I don't really see her being world number one, but she has a big game. So, and, and, you know, she, she utilized everything she could with her looks. And that's, that's great. Like, you know, that's, that's what you need to do. Like we, we talked about it many times, that tennis is a business. So you have to utilize as much as you can and, and, and just literally go with the flow. And that's why, that's why I'm, I'm really happy to see Rublev coming up with, with his own brand, um, Vekic coming up with her own brand in a way because Rublev's is, as I understood, is is literally his own brand. Yeah, yeah. But, it, um,
0: it's called the Rublo. It it looks it's kind of Nike inspired, but it has it's pretty nice symbol. The thing I heard was that uh, Nike those they don't want to sponsor Russian athletes for now, so I think it was a little bit of a counter reaction to that. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure about this. It's what I heard, but. Uh, so I think he kind of felt like it was the right time to do something because uh, I'm not sure we'll see Hachano play with uh, Nike or, you know, they might still wear their shirts. But but yeah, Nike should seem that they didn't want to go that route oh, okay. anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, understandable. It's not against the athletes. And, and to be fair, Sabalenka, bless her, she she said it on um on a presser as well that she um is a bit fed up with the the treatment of the Belarusian and and the Russian players because they're just uh, sporting people but to be fair i mean it's such a such a tough topic to talk about uh, the uh, the world politics and and that sort of thing and and to be fair i do feel for them uh because obviously they they would have played wimbledon we would have got 2000 points uh, I mean, the spectators and, you know, a proper proper uh, tennis tournament, which it was. It, it was an unbelievable tournament, Wimbledon 2022. But in the meantime, there was an if or a but um, connected to it. So, uh, so, yeah, Rublo looks nice, uh, to be fair. I mean, I, what I've seen that he literally plays in the same color scheme as what he played with Nike. So there's not a massive difference. The only thing is what I can say is um, – it's supposed to be like sort of an angel wings in in terms of the uh the um the logo and i mean when castor is is really making waves it's a bit of a weird one to come up with a with a pretty similar logo so it's for me it is a bit surprising i have to say um to to not come up with something else but i do know that um that rublav is 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 really religious so we can all see that you know he's um he he is religious and and i think that's why he wanted to do something with with like an angel wings or something like that so so understandable and and it's nice it's nice that they are coming up with gear they they're coming up with uh with uh, different apparel and 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 all that i mean he's definitely going to be playing in nike shoes because he just loves those vapors um and the new vapors look Unbelievable! I just love the new vapors and I love the new adidases
0: Yeah, I haven't tried them. I hope I get to the chance. Usually, that what happens. So I've actually been playing with a pair of uh, new Babolat shoes, uh, which must I must say are really nice. Actually, I, I was uh, not not expecting that. They're I don't remember quite what they're called. I will check that. But yeah, so what Dennis is talking about is the new Vapor Eleven uh, that are out now. So you can check them out when, at your local store, whatever it's, um, I'm looking at them at tennis warehouse who are my friends and, um, they look like, look really cool actually. And, but there's also a vapor pro Two, which is the updated vapor pro. And my issue with the vapor pro, although it's a shoe I've used like more at the gym than I used on the tennis court with my knees was that the dampening felt a little bit. I mean, I'm, I, I'm really picky because if I'm playing on really stiff hard courts, my knees will complain because I used to run like marathons and stuff when I was younger and kind of ruined my knees. Um, but with uh, good cushioning, I'm fine or on clay, but so hopefully these, these look a little bit sturdier, the Vapor Pros, and then the design is nice. So hopefully they can keep it up with the quality and uh, the performance of the shoe.
1: Don't you think that both shoes look exactly the same?
0: Yeah, (laughs) they do look very, it's going to confuse customers, I think, because It's The pricing is interesting because if you look at the pricing, the Vapor Pro, I'm looking at Tennis Warehouse Europe here now, uh, and the pricing is €130, 129 for the Vapor Pro 2, which is supposed to be the Pro shoe. I mean, if you look at anything Pro, that's usually more expensive. Look at iPhones or whatever. And then you look at the Vapor 11, uh, which is the new model there. That's €190, which is a lot for a tennis shoe, almost €200. I think that's... I rarely see shoes that are close to two hundred. Have you seen that?
1: uh I mean, the prices are absolutely bonkers now, so they're just going through the roof. Um I remember like five years ago we could get proper tennis shoes for like fifty quid if they they got like gone out. I'm still not at your level, so I'm still not getting um a lot of free free gear. So I still have to buy them no, nothing is but- free. I have to <laughs> review it. So let me let me keep
0: it clear there. I think sometimes people think oh it's great to um to get free stuff. You get review stuff, but it, it comes at a at a cost. You need to really put in time to review and then you need to create a review. So uh, sometimes when I get like stuff that are free, I feel like uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, it sounds like a luxury no, no, problem, no, but it's actually you you pay with time. Life is time, right? So you, you put all this time into everything. It's it's a little bit. What thing? No, the Babolat shoes I were talking about, they were the Fury something, but they are not out for sale yet. It's a pre pre release that I'm trying. I actually like them. They're not, but these these are my, I think second Babolat shoes. So I haven't tried a lot of Babolat shoes, but uh, they seem pretty. I
1: I have I have played a lot of Babolat shoes because I was as you know uh, a massive Roddick fan. So I was I was playing in the Babolats and I just absolutely loved them. So whenever the new shoes came out, I just went with the Babolat shoes. I played with. Um, with the um not the fury the other one uh not the sfx oh come on um the third one i will get the name of it um a jet jet mac no Propulse fury bro. no yeah th- that was it i think it was a propulse um, that's the one i'm testing really... yeah okay yeah they, they are really sturdy good shoes and to be fair for that they're fairly lightweight so they're um the and and they have the michelin uh, soles. um so the um the outsole is is Michelin, um, the the massive um, uh, tire manufacturer. So it is it is good shoes. So I mean those those are those are proper subs. So I mean you do see a few players like. Um, um, I wanted to say Ramos Vignolas, but he he doesn't play with those. But um, there's a lefty from Brazil, I think. There's a couple of lefties from Brazil who do play in that one. Who Montero? Montero is one. Yeah,
0: Montero. Yeah. And
1: the other one, and the other one is, uh, no, I cannot get his name. But there's a few players who um, who play in the babblet shoes, and they are good shoes. So I mean. You know, definitely, if, if there's a chance to to get them for fairly reasonable pl- price, you're not gonna get disappointed. Uh, but you know, if if you look around, I mean, I'm, i I started to play in uh, some homas now, and um, and they are really good shoes. I mean, they're they're the biggest um, suppliers in um, in Pavel, uh, by by quite a bit. So I mean, you know, for for like the recreational players, and they have a really good price range in terms of their stuff. And they are good shoes. So, um, so Homa is 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 another brand to look out for. The Adora. I know a few friends of mine who play in the Adora. So there are options um, from from the Nike, Adidas, uh, and Asics. Um, because to be fair, and and this I'm just only saying it because if Nike can ask for 190 uh, euros for a tennis shoe, look for alternatives. Because that, like, look, I I know um how much those shoes are to to produce and they're definitely not 190 uh, euros so um it's look I'm I'm not going to slag off Nike because what they're doing is absolutely un- unbelievable although they should get some uh, some better um um yeah i think their their uh, their quality is okay but the the graphics on the shirts are are pretty hideous uh, lately so
0: i for nike you mean yeah <clears throat>
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I thought it was I, like, I like Adidas
0: think... is my, my uh, favorite um, hate brand when it comes to the latest apparel. But this, what, I haven't checked the Nike apparel of late. I don't it... know.
1: I don't know what what they will be coming out this um, this Aussie. But but to be fair, what I'm saying is that last year, like mostly maybe it was Rublev, but what Rublev was wearing was so ugly, uh, and how he wears it, like you know, look, it's it's the same like on Djokovic. Lacoste doesn't look that good, in my opinion but on Djokovic nothing ever looked that good so um you know on Rafa even these really colorful weird things look okay obviously nothing will look as good as as on on Roger because on Roger everything looked immaculate it didn't matter what he was wearing he could have wore um, mm. I don't know something like a, a bright yellow or a bright purple and it would still look amazing because he was wearing it and uh and there's a few other players like like Gilles Simon he always had really nice um, uh, attire and, and and how he looked on the court um there's there's a few guys where where it, like Shapovalov I usually like how he wears clothing and what he wears uh although his shoes uh, how he ties them up is absolutely ridiculous in my opinion cuz he just like ties it really really um I don't know why why he's playing in the... Uh, uh, I think he's still using the old uh, Vapor Pros or the... No, sorry, they are the Vapor 10s or whatever. So he's still using the old shoes. Dimitrov is using the old Vapors. Um, I don't know if they're going to go, oh, maybe. Now I'm just thinking, maybe Shapovalov is now using the new Vapors. I think he might be. But they they have been using these these uh, older shoes because they, they're they superstitious. They They like the feel more. They like the comfort more. And with that in mind, it's 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 fairly hard to justify a 190 euro shoe. Like, why would you buy something that expensive? The only thing to to answer your question is when it, when there was um like special editions, like when uh, Federer was using uh um like the Jordan shoes, and uh, Kyrgios was using the Kyrie Irving shoes. You know, like uh, those inspired tennis shoes. So, yeah, there were a few special editions, uh, but in general, it's just it's just bunkers Because, you know, for us, who play tennis quite a bit, these tennis shoes last, what, two, three months? And that's it.
0: Yeah, so yeah. No, it's, they, it's, they don't last. Like, I, I usually tell the, the story, like, how many shoes Alcaraz used for his US Open victory. And he actually used 12 pairs, I think, for... That's two weeks of play. I mean, obviously he was there, so they 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 sent him twelve pairs. So they they go through pairs really quickly, and it's not like the the pro shoes are much better, but sometimes they're a bit strengthened in certain places. But generally, they want to use the shoes they're comfortable with, so they use like older models that are then designed like a cosmetic of a racket to look like the the oldest. You really have to study the shoe to see if it's it's actually the updated version or is it just a cosmetic version of the their older shoe a lot of pros like the, the Vapors 9.5, which is kind of my favorite Vapor, I think, so far. I hope the new ones are good. Uh, so uh, you'll you see that also with rackets. You see that with, with the shoes. They get a little bit of a special treatment. And I agree with you that 190, it's, it's a tough um, tough thing for the regular consumer to, to motivate themselves to buy shoes. Okay, everything is expensive these days. and and uh, But if the shoes break pretty quickly, like in tennis, you put a lot of strain on the shoe. Uh, you'd rather like pay 60, 70 euros, and then you're able to buy two or even sometimes three pairs for the same amount, you know, and then you can actually go through them. So, uh, it's funny actually. We played doubles with um with a couple, a really nice couple, uh here in in Spain, and um the 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 husband he was using, he he found like a case with shoe that he liked, so he he liked it, and he was like, okay, I'll I buy twelve pairs that last me a while, <laughs> so he just <laughs> make sure because the model might then be hard to find. Like they they released a new model and he likes the old model. And that's something that actually happens in shoes and it happens in rackets as well, that you you fall in love with like a product that's been, you know, not available for five years or, you, you know, and then you, how do I find this? Like, I, I want this racket because the racket is goes through iterations and it plays completely differently from one generation to the other, uh, possibly. So the same can be with shoes. Like, oh, I like the the gel resolution six. But then the Gel Resolution 8, I didn't like as much, for example. So it, it's, it's an interesting thing with products that you might want to find that, that one generation. And it's not always a cert- certainty that they will improve over the, the years.
1: Uh, K-Swiss is an interesting case because they, they have the Defier, which is one of, one of the shoes which has been going on forever, which is like this really chunky, big, um, I would even say pretty ugly looking um, recreational shoe and and they have been going on at least 15 to 20 years with the same model every year they just bring it out they know that they're going to have the same amount of people buying it so they just they just bring it out and they just love it and i do do like that policy to be fair so i think that's that's a pretty good one but i'm i'm doing the same with my my uh, beasts at the moment i i could source a third one um so i'm pretty happy um i have three um pretty okay intact uh, beasts now I just have to uh, weigh them up and and uh, and see how they play uh but honorable mention I don't know if if you mentioned it on your channel you might have because I know that you do everything but the new prince beast 100 came out so that will be um, that will be an interesting one to to try although I'm I'm pretty devoted with the uh with the 98 now. So I don't really know if I – maybe they brought it out because they want John Eisner to have a, <laughs> a new cosmetic for the last year of his of his playing because I'm pretty sure that Eisner will hang up the, the racket this year as well. Because um, he's playing quite a bit of pickleball now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seen,
0: yeah. I thought he was only testing it. or Was he actually playing a lot?
1: I think he, he is. He is signed up uh for pickable uh league or something like that. I, I just I, I might have misread it. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but he is definitely playing pickleball. Uh I know Sam Query is playing pickleball. I know Noah Rubin is playing pick- pickleball. So a lot of guys are playing pickleball. And also we we have to mention paddle which is uh which is now my my sort of um area I wouldn't say of expertise because I still don't know anything about it but I'm still trying to learn as much as I can. Um that pedal now is um apparently the uh the fastest growing sport uh worldwide so it's pickable in the US but pedal is worldwide not just in Europe and uh and a lot of lot of celebrities uh celebrities are playing um um pedal as well so it's it's good it's um it's it's good to have alternative sports as we always talk about it but never 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 let tennis go so I mean you know our level of players shouldn't ever let tennis go but also no one should really let tennis go because tennis is such a great sport that uh, that you should just play and, and try the new gear as you are doing now
0: yeah yeah you don't need to go into gear you can play with the same racket for 20 years which i see a lot around the clubs <laughs> but which which is fine like if you like it, it it's fine it's, it's fun to test new but you can easily get down the rabbit hole and and uh, your wallet goes down a rabbit hole as well <laughs> Although I find it fun, no, but one thing that I, I discussed this um paddle pickleball phenomenon with a guy who I play, we actually played paddle and doubles, uh, trying to get my father to play more doubles with people. And I rarely play doubles, but you know, social doubles fine. So uh, we played, and he has a, a tennis shop in Norway, and um, we discussed like, I mean, obviously, they're making more money with paddle because a paddle racket, they it breaks quite quickly like you if you hit the wall if you hit like maybe you reach for the same ball those paddle rackets they don't last a long time and uh, they cost you know 250 euro some of them some are cheaper of course uh, but it, it's uh it's a product that it's not that expensive to make it's not so advanced like a tennis racket It's some foam and carbon, you know, and uh, it's, it's a great business. So it's like, you can get four players playing on one court. Luckily with the club we played, it's super cheap. Tennis is like 10 euros and puddle is like, yeah, even cheaper per hour, but, um, which is rare in Marbella, but like they, it's such a money-making machine. You have four guys, they, they share the court, uh, rackets go, it's easy to start, and we were discussing this because, uh, you know, my father was a bit negative with the puddle and the pickleball bug because obviously he's a tennis nut. So uh, he feels like it's, a, it's they remove courts in, in my hometown in Sweden. So that's an issue. But I think the, the only way you can look at it, which we discussed before, is that you have to see that uh, what he saw in Norway was that players actually move into tennis from puddle. Like, so some players go start with puddle, but they say like, OK, I want to play tennis now. And then they move into tennis. So it's not actually only cannibalizing one way. It's actually creating like a bigger group of racket sports. And uh, we can all enjoy them as much as we want. And if we feel puddle is too easy, we go to tennis. If we feel tennis is too difficult, which it is for many, it's a very tricky sport. You can go to puddle or even pickleball, which is probably at the lowest rung of, of the difficulty. Pickleball is the least movement and the least technique. Puddle has a bit more technique, I would say, you know. But probably pickleball is the best if you have any elbow issues because I don't see any elbow from pickleball with the plastic ball <laughs> flying. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, look, I, I've, I'm, um, I'm now – I wouldn't I'm say torn because if I would have to choose to leave one sport out, then I would definitely leave out paddle and, and I would carry on with tennis. Maybe it will change. I don't think so. But anyway, I mean, I, I really like um, – like pedal and and i will uh, come up with a piece as well as soon as i will get my head around what's going on in in the world at the moment because i was just literally as i said uh snowed under for the last two weeks but i've been testing to um two pedal bats uh thanks to uh, tennis warehouse europe and and they have been fun so i will be coming up with a piece as well on those but yeah they, definitely i mean i'm I'm saying to to a little bit lower level tennis players as well, and and who are just coming into the game and that sort of thing. It helps your game. It definitely helps your game. Like you know, the volleying is the same. The the smashes are quite similar. The from the back of the court, you you just hit the ball, and it's and it's easier to hit the ball well than in tennis because you cannot really hit it out long. I mean, obviously, if you if you smack it, then it will go long, but it's still a lot easier to control it than a tennis ball um, with a tennis racket. And and with that in mind, I think it's it's a really good recreational sport. And I mean, when you look at the pros, they they have like it's unbelievable the 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 the, the rallies they have, and and uh, you know they're going out of the cage, they're they're coming back in. It's it's ridiculously fun to watch as well. So I think I think it is it is a really good um, way to to get into the sports of uh, racket sports in general. I cannot say anything about pickleball. You tried it. I haven't, but what I've seen so far is that it definitely doesn't look like uh, rocket science. Tennis is rocket science, as we all know, and um, and it is a really tough one. Pedal is tricky. I I played a, here in Hungary. I played with um, with a semi pro, with uh, an ATP uh, point holder, and uh, with the um, with the uh, president or like the the first secretary of of the Pedal federation. So they all could hit the ball a lot better than I did. And I wasn't really far behind to be fair. So, I mean, I, I, I got beaten with the semi-pros. So it, it was, um, that was, it, he was the best player, but obviously the ATP, uh, point, uh, holder tennis player is a really good um, paddle player as well. Cause obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty similar, but what I can say is, is, um, is it, it's an unbelievable sport and to get into it and, and to be in the beginning of it is, is fairly exciting. And, uh, I don't really see pickleball picking up that much in in Europe because now paddle seems like that's going to be the, the main thing if someone isn't playing tennis. And, I mean, we can see it in, in Norway, as you said. Obviously, Sweden is massive. Sweden is, is the biggest growing sport ever, anywhere. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, they have so many uh, paddle courts around that they literally don't have uh, space for anything else, which yeah, is think... a shame.
0: Yeah, I think the problem in Sweden is I talked to this guy who has ownership in a large puddle business in Sweden. And the issue in Sweden is that they went from 1,500 courts uh, in countrywide to 4,500 in one year. So they tripled the amount of courts and now they are uh, empty. It's a problem when you try to hype it up too much and there's not enough like uh, long-term. I mean, some players will try it and we we'll think, oh, it's fun. And then they play f- six months and then they stop like it's with everything it's fun but it's not as fun that everybody will love it <laughs> no, no sport is that much fun it's a tougher growth in europe with pickleball i think it's going to stay very u.s heavy maybe some other market but but that's it um uh, but yeah tennis has uh has to keep fighting and uh, in a week we have the new netflix documentaries we'll see if that has any effect and obviously this is the one of the best times of year for tennis fans because it's like we have australian opens the first slam Season kicks off again. A lot of new releases, shoes, rackets, apparel. It's just happening again after a little bit of a dead December. So I think we're we're in for a treat. Uh, whatever you're a fan of, paddle or pickleball or or tennis, but tennis is, is going going pretty strong at this point in the year.
1: And that's and and the other thing what I wanted to say is that it's um it's an exciting time for tennis nerds as well because we have the new gears coming out as we we talked about it as well. We have the new shoes, um you know like oh. The three biggest brands in tennis shoes, Nike, Adidas, and Asics, they they came out with new shoes, and and they they look stunning. I think both both all three, sorry, all three um, with with these new shoes um, will be uh, will be doing well, as they always do. It doesn't matter who wears it. Uh, Rafa is still going with his six year old um, cages. Uh, so he's he's not gonna he's not gonna change. Uh, although it was quite funny to see that Popperin is playing with what's supposed to be Rafa's next shoe. So Popperin was was wearing the the Rafa shoes even with Rafa Nadal on his back on his heel. He was he was mentioned. I think they they were good shoes. Somehow Rafa didn't like it, so he never picked up. And uh, and he's still playing with his old shoes, which is understandable. Uh, he's uh, he. He he's not really he doesn't really like changes as we all know. Uh, but his new paint job, sorry, cosmetics look good. I think it's it's pretty bright. It will be quite interesting to see
0: that. A quick update for me on the WTA tour: we are in in ASB Classic. Sometimes we leave that for last because I can't keep up with all the tours. I hardly watch enough ATP. Coco Golf is going through the the draw. Um. Beating Canning, beating uh, Maria, and and so on. Raducanu actually seems to be doing okay as well. Uh, might be reaching the quarterfinals. She's one set up against Kuzmova, and she uh, has a new coach. <laughs> new coach, exactly. That was what I was gonna get to. Like, so we'll see. I mean, Raducanu is obviously a hyped player since her US Open victory. So we'll see if that new coach, uh, what's his name? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nobody remembers it anymore. <laughs> it's been so many coaches. I, it's, it's really
1: hard to keep up. It's really, really hard to keep up, but I will I will check it out now.
0: Yeah, so the WTA is also kicking off, and that I'm going to keep my eyes on that as well, so we don't leave that out, because there's stuff happening also on the WTA side of things. We are in Adelaide and in the ASB Classic right now in Australia, besides the yeah. United Cup, which is both genders, obviously, so so you you can see that. Uh, but yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, Dennis, we'll keep in touch and we'll talk next week. Hopefully we'll get some interesting results and new stories before the Australian Open. Uh, take care over there in, in cold Hungary now. <laughs> it's I guess not it's colder even that than here, cold. At least. <laughs>
1: No, it's not too bad. I mean, at the moment, I'm just looking out the window, and it's 11 degrees, so it's not too bad. Oh, okay, yeah, um, that's,
0: that's pretty nice. But actually. yeah,
1: but yeah, thank you very much, and and thank you for for that one. Now it's still saying that yeah, she is currently working with Dmitry Tursunov, and uh, she isn't. Yeah, no, they can't keep up. Back. No, no one can. Not even not even the WTA tour can keep up. So it's fun. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, thank you very much, Janis, and and um, yeah, see you next week.